music and he's ready to go. Noodle on his left, chess on his right. Hey, hold up, don't start a fight. He's got you covered with all the sports. Don't fret, he's wearing shorts. It's time for waking Jake in the morning. Waking Jake at night. Jake sucks. I mean, I don't even know if you're going to need your coffee this morning because we have a special Wake and Jake, the post-trade deadline hangover with Jake, BBD, and special guest Peter Moylan, live from Truist. Live from Truist. Do you guys 1 p.m. game today? 12.20. Oh, shit. (laughs) Yeah, feeling happy. Feeling happy you maybe that call last night. Hey, can you help me out in the morning? Yeah, That's, sure. Dude, I, I, I love sleep. That's so honestly, I, I was gonna apologize, but you're probably I'm probably cutting into your game prep and you don't oh, need that. That's right. I have my game prep behind me. Look, he's right behind me. There he is. He's just I got so many support staff in this room, you have no idea. That's uh that's awesome. Uh, you're doing a r- radio for this series, or are you doing radio? How's Brazil, that going? That's so much fun. It's so chill. It's so relaxed. It's it's uh, it's I really enjoyed it. Are Don't you, tell these guys though. Are are you? Do you have to be more descriptive? Is it just more relaxed in general? Uh, what? Ben Ingram, the guy I work with, yeah, has been born for radio. So, I was listening. I found myself just kind of open mouth staring at him while he talked a little bit last <laughs> night because of how good his voice is. Yeah, but you know, I I I picked myself back up and we ended up getting a win last night, so it was good. Well, Peter, I, uh, A, I, part of the reason I hid this from you, I, I hit you up Stony Baloney last week and it was way too late. And I was like, no, let's save it. And then I was like, trade deadline next week. So I hit you up, you know, before 10 p.m. yesterday. And I was like, hey, if you got a half hour and you found it. So I, I appreciate you as always. And, you know, Peter, you're a silly, you're a silly Aussie. Yeah. What do you mean? You're a silly Aussie. You you know you slang it out of the pen for a lot of years. But maybe my favorite thing about you is how much you truly love baseball, man. I do. <laughs> you are a baseball sicko, man. There'll be so I'll text you some nights. I'll I'll just be tuning into like a random game, or maybe it's the Sunday night game, and you will be tuned in. You're locked. You'll know about, <laughs> or you and I will be finding out about a reliever in the Royals bullpen. Who is that guy that was? Just disgusting the other night. I can't remember, but he's bowling, throwing 99 mile an hour bowling balls, and we just text each other at the same time saying, Who is this guy? There's another guy we've never heard of that throws a million and can get everybody out. Do you remember who it was, BBD? There's a guy he had a little bit of gray in his beard coming out of the Royals bullpen. Royals pen. Go go bring it up. Um, we'll we'll get you more on that guy. Pete, big trade deadline. You are coming live from Truist. I think we'll start there. Your Braves, who were uh, unsung at last deadline, but as it continued to grow and grow and grow with Jock Soler, um, who else am I missing? Duvall, Eddie Rosario, Rich Rodriguez, Duvall. They, uh, I mean, their their trade deadline became legendary as they exactly. they went on to win the World Series. They were a little quiet. They found a quiet part of the night. They got their press release out. It wasn't very. It was very new Braves. It was very yeah. well organized. Not it didn't leak out to you, and you got your your fingers on it. Uh, <laughs> Oda Rizzi, uh, Robbie Grossman, uh, and then at the buzzer, how about Rysel Iglesias? Um, and then they snuck Will Will Smith out the back door. Uh, how do you feel your Braves did? Uh, I personally think they are one of the probably three winners of this deadline if you had yeah. to write the BuzzFeed article, but how, how's the feeling over there? It's pretty tough to see Jesse and Will Smith go with what Will did for the team last year and what Jesse's done with the turnaround that he did already this year. But honestly, we got better. And as a team who's still trying to make a good playoff run with a lot of pieces still to come back, I think we did exactly what we needed to. I've loved Rysel Iglesias from the minute he came over here. The, the the multiple arm angles when he was in Cincinnati intrigued me a lot. I love the way that he was able to get through ball games. If he doesn't have 
one thing working, he can drop his arm angle down and see what's working there. So I just think he's got options. He hasn't had a good year. Kenley Jansen, although he's been good, there has been some issues in tight games and there's also been some issues giving up runs when we've had a two-run league and he's maybe given up one. So the safety net that is Kenley at the back end of the bullpen just got a little bit bigger with Rysel. I love Rysel Iglesias. I've talked about it on Talking Baseball a lot. He he has three wipeout pitches that, uh, like you said, he can tap into, and then if you want to go arm angles, he can do that. He's a guy that I've tried to guess along pitch by pitch with, and I'm always wrong. I'm wrong every time. And now Kenley, Rysel, Minter, McHugh, Matzik, um, you know, the, the Braves actually kind of did bullpen a couple games during the playoffs last year. If they need to, uh, they will be fine. But they also might not need to, Peter, because they have Max Freed, Strider, Morton, Kyle Wright, Ion Anderson, who I think is, he had a good start. Or... Great start last time out. But we're still not, we're not, we're, no, he's still got a little bit to prove to right. before as we brought back in. But he's he's been a big game performer as well. But then he had Oda Rizzi to that. I don't know what the role is going to be. I was talking with Ben yesterday, and we think that it might have something to do with the fact that we've got the doubleheaders coming up against the Mets this weekend. We've got two doubleheaders on back-to-back Saturdays, so we're going to need the extra starter. Maybe we carry six-man through this period. Maybe they do a piggyback with Strider and Odorizzi. I don't know, but Strider was unbelievable last night. Six innings. We got into the seventh inning, six and six and two-thirds and 13 punch-outs, just with a fastball slider. So... My initial concern with him and not being able to get through lineups a couple of times is just wave it every time he goes out there and shoves. Yeah, I mean, uh, Strider, I I know you guys know. I, I think the baseball world is going to find out come October whether he's starting or if he's a guy that if they need him to do a couple innings out of the pen, I think the baseball world is going to fully find out about him because it's disgusting. And, man, I... The Braves is a uh, Robbie Grossman's just kind of some some outfield insurance for now. So you look at his numbers against left-handed pitching, and you look at Eddie Rosario against right-handed pitching. So what what he did is he found a platoon. He I know Robbie's switch hitter, but he's mainly going to probably play from the right side as a platoon left fielder. I know Ian Happ's name was out there. Would have loved to have got Ian Happ, but if as a second option, when you look at defense, switch hitting, you know, clubhouse guy. Nobody's ever said a bad word about Robbie Grossman. He comes in, he can fit right into this clubhouse. And, uh, you know, Young Thick buying you any any dinner soon? He will be. I'll tell you what, there's a funny story to that. I actually, uh, his hitting streak, I ended his hitting streak by not allowing him to buy Starbucks while I was on the road because it was too packed. So I've accepted full responsibility for that. Mm-hmm. So now I think as payback, he should probably slip me at least a two or three mil. Yeah, at least. <laughs> at least like that that's the floor. Um Pete, we'll, we'll keep it in your NL East. Uh, Los Mets, I don't want to say quiet because they did make moves. They brought in uh, Vogelbach. They brought in De- uh, Darren Ruff, and they brought in Givens in the bullpen. Um, I think Givens, you know, he's a bullpen arm. If guys get hot at the right time, you love a good guy with a slot over there. We'll see what he can give them. Um, you know, I know a lot of people are talking about David Robertson for them because they, they kind of needed – more of a bona fide get out righties and lefties guy. They got a lot of guys on both sides that kind of one or the other. I kind of like Vogelbach and Ruff for them. I, I think those are, you talk about splits guys. Ruff just mashes lefties. He has Vogelbach versus righties this year is incredible. And I like the two pieces for Buck to play with. It, it wasn't as splashy as a deadline for the Mets, but they also had the bad man come back last night. What uh? Where where are you currently at with Mets and Braves? I know a couple nights you, me, Jerry, and John had some some playful Mets Braves conversations. Where yeah. where do you currently sit? I don't know. I see. I'm still. I think Phillies are not done yet either. With the, with adding Syndergaard and Robinson, they they've made themselves better. So every team sort of got a little. I think we got a lot better. I think Philly got a little bit better. And I think honestly, the Mets stayed about the same. But the Mets were the benchmark as far as talent goes, and they've got. The, the goat coming back. So starting pitching may not be an issue if he can stay healthy. The issue then becomes health. If they can't get through the season with those two bulldogs at the front end of the rotation, then they might not, they might be in trouble. But closing is not an issue with them. Their bullpen has been lock solid once they get to that ninth inning. They've got a couple of other options now too. I think honestly it's just going to be a dogfight between three teams, not just two teams, between now and come October. Sometimes we get caught up being coastal elitists. 
Um, but this trade deadline actually kind of hammered that home a little bit. Uh, man, the Phillies, I still don't know what to do with them. If they get Harper back, they have the high-end guys that they are. They're fun, man. I, I, I just, Mets and Braves on paper and output-wise just seem they're just a tear up. I don't know what kind of effect Syndergaard's going to have, but the biggest issue that I see with these guys is is I'm staring at them throwing playing catch right now is just their starting pitching. I think uh, we, that we saw a bullpen game last night from these guys, so we saw what they had to offer from the bullpen side of it. We didn't see their closer, obviously, um, but I just don't think they have the pitching to be able to compete, and that's that's the biggest issue. And Harper's done. I don't know when he's going to come back. Is he going to come back? Is he supposed to be coming back? He's supposed to? He's- at, at some point. I feel like... Three weeks ago, we heard eight weeks later, so we'll see. I mean, right. I, I don't know what you do with that. If um, he comes back, it's a different story, obviously, but I don't I don't know. That's a lot of time off to not seeing live pitching too. So to be able to come back, he was obviously locked before he went on the IL, but uh, is he going to be locked when he comes back? We'll see. Same yeah. thing with Ozzy Albies, though, with us. Right. Ozzy's been away for a long time. We don't know what he's going to have, but um, – Kirby Yates is coming back, just to throw that out there as well. That's another piece that we don't talk mm. about, but he's, he's in AAA now. He's probably got two more outings up there, and then he'll come back and slot into this bullpen too. So I think as far as the East goes, we are nowhere near finished. Bryce Harper had the pins removed from his thumb, and he can ramp up baseball activity. So we will see what that means. Yeah. I, probably uh, September. Maybe an added – well, if you can get it done quicker, you wouldn't. But the September roster size is the thing that's going to be interesting for me too, is that they don't just – can't just call up as many guys as you want. You really have to decide what your need is for the month of September and and, and just have a crack. They made it a little more strategic. It feels like they kind of got that right. Like, you know, it's it's going to be a couple pitchers, but you should also, you know, those those bodies on the team make it more fun if you bring up your speed guy or if you bring up whoever it is. Um, Hope Harper comes back and looks good, obviously, for baseball and yeah. a little willy-nilly NL East, huh? I mean, I mean, he can come back next year. We just yeah, that's true. Yeah. That's true for for the game. Um, yeah. Are we over the central? The Brewers came out hot this year. Cards were supposed to be in on Soto. I I don't know. I drank a lot of Cardinals Kool Aid early on. I love their studs on the corners, and then they had a bunch of young guys. But like right now, I think they're out of the playoffs. So I don't I don't know. I think the fact that Milwaukee traded Hayda means that they are not going to make the playoffs. That's just you, you can't trade away arguably one of the most disgusting pitchers in the game for the last twelve months because he had a rough month. Was that a was that a he's not from the area. That wasn't like a hey, we're gonna send you home because of that was a just hey, we changed the scenery, we're gonna get a different closer in here. The the best we could do with it is you know, the, the Brewers operate a little differently. They do op- operate as a small market team that I think Hater next year was going to be around 15, 16 mil. And I think they were starting to just get a little nervous if he's not that Josh Hater that they could still sell now. And they got a couple pieces back. Like, what can you get out of Rodgers? What can you get out of Lamette with a couple prospects? So I think they were they were being a smart baseball franchise I do think if you're on the Milwaukee Brewers and you lost that guy at the end of the game, it doesn't feel good. Evan Williams, his reaction alone, and he's yeah. the guy that set him up for his whole career. Yeah. Now he's the guy, and he's like, well, I don't really know what to say. By the way. He didn't decide to come to him and say, hey, Devin, what <laughs> about doing this move? Yeah. How do you feel about taking over from the greatest closer in Milwaukee history? And I, And I think – while that's going on, Peter, I think Devin Williams has a 30-game scoreless streak going or something. So it's not like he's not tasting himself or ready for it, but it's just who Hayter was for that team for so many years. That's two innings. Um, and I guess the reason I'm being coastal elitist is because the San Diego Padres got the best young hitter <laughs> to ever play ever. baseball. AJ Prella does not give a flying <laughs> fart about prospects. <laughs> You couldn't, yeah. you couldn't, I mean, he doesn't care, but it's so smart. Even if he has Juan Soto for a year and decides to get rid of him, a year and a half and decides to get rid of him, two years and decides to get rid of him. He has the choice now to manipulate that. If he goes off second half, last first half of next year, he can go and get exactly what he gave up back. Yeah, I'm a, I mean, Machado, Soto, and we're hoping to get Tatis back soon. 
Josh Bell and Brandon Drury are bonus pieces that if they were if they were the Brewers deadline grab, we'd be like, all right, Brewers, nice snag. Instead, it's like, oh, okay. There's there's your six, seven players. Yeah. Padres got them for fun. Yeah. Slot slot those guys in. The Padres starting pitching, man. Darvish, Musgrove, Snell, Manaya, Clevenger. I've liked those guys all year. We'll see who's hot going into the playoffs. Um, because well, I know these, S- guys, these guys come up with a great thing yesterday. Now the the East becomes so much more important because whoever doesn't win the East has to go through the West. Right. Right. And that's not fun. And that's this new playoff format is really gonna be interesting and tested a little bit because man, Dodgers Padres have to come out. <laughs> they they mm-hmm. have to. Uh Braves Mets have to come out. Yeah. Uh the central right now becomes the easy target. Whoever whoever makes it out of Milwaukee, St. Louis, and then your Phillies, I mean, that's where that there's one team in the NL that is gonna be crushed this year. Um and I don't know who it is yet. And normally injuries kind of dictate stuff like that. But, um, man, I I can't wait to see where these Padres are at. Snell has turned it on. And the last time he was in the playoffs, he was doing big-time, big-time things. They're starting pitching, if they're all right and healthy, is as good as it gets. Um, I'll put them up against the Mets any day of the week and the Brewers. Right. And your Braves, people always. And sleep my on. Braves don't. Hey, I can't say that though. You have to say that. I do. Okay, I'm glad. I'm glad. Uh, Dodgers stay quiet at the deadline, so you know their lineup still looks atrocious. Real. Um, uh, they did add Joey Gallo, so they'll see if they can tap into that. How do you feel about that? You guys all emotional about that? Are you happy about that? It's man. It just is what it is. Like it, it's been lining up for a long time. You know, so it was obviously going to be. On another team. Yeah. I mean, what do you do? What, what do you do? I just didn't like reading the way that it ended, like Manhattan and that article came out. Do you, do you walk around the streets? No, I don't want to show my face. Like, that's not how baseball players are supposed to be treated, man. Yeah, it's – you're right. And New York can be tough. And New York is New York. Um, all of that. Uh, Michael Kay, who's been the voice of the Yankees for a while, um, you know, because sometimes me and Jimmy can say something and, and you're still not sure. Like, we're <laughs> two guys that hopped in front of microphones. We haven't really our, – our street credit and battle wounds aren't, aren't there over the years. Michael Kay said it. If you do read through that article, you know, he's got a couple lines that are just a little off. He, he's, he says, you know, I like, New York fans were never going to accept me. And it was like, well, no, man, if you – I think if you played to who you were on uh, on your baseball card in previous years, I think Yankee fans would have been pretty open to that. And yeah. and Yankee fans actually were fairly receptive because they were winning so much this year. You know, Joey Gallo would come up in seventh, eighth innings, and there'd be some Joey Gallo chants. Like, the crowd wanted it. Is right. he finally going to turn this on, and then we get him too? And, and... and it just never happened. So uh, there's some truth to the article. I, I think... Yeah. There was a little woe is me at certain parts that you're right. If anyone feels like they can't walk the streets in their town wherever you are, that sucks and you shouldn't yeah. be there. But th- there was a little bit like, well, you know. and Michael, you, are, you are getting paid to hit a baseball. You're not doing that at all. My, Michael K's word's not mine. Uh, you know, the, I think that the worst 500 at-bats <laughs> a Yankee's ever had. <laughs> so, uh, I mean, even, even hey, if they were – a good 500 at bats. Sure, there would have been a faction of of Yankee fans that, like his style, is an acquired taste. Um, just the way Gallo approaches baseball, but he- I still think he took one of the all time greatest photos in the history of COVID, though, when he was had his batting cage set up in his apartment and he was hitting like he was hitting T work with the floor to ceiling windows overlooking downtown. I think it was Dallas yeah. at the time. I mean, that was pretty showy, let's not, be honest. Not bad. Not yeah. bad, Joe. Um, yeah. Dallas, a good place to have a little bit of coin. Uh, when I lived there, I didn't, and I still had a good time. Um, <laughs> uh, Araldis Chapman's got a couple good ones. He's, you know, he's got the, like, a penthouse over New York City, and that's where he, like, works out. So he's got these, like, deadlift pictures that it's just on top of New York, and it's like, not bad, dude, huh? And, like, those set of weights looks very show. <laughs> yeah, like- he's... The gold plated and it's like yes. a pristine white. And take you know, take your car up the elevator. Um, it's like it's like a scene out of San Andreas or whatever. What's that? That's that where he just takes he's just taking the city by storm and just does whatever he wants. Yes, 
Yes, that's that's chappy. Um, let's go to your American League, Pete. Mm. Um, I, I think I think the team that a la the Braves, and I almost put them in the same bucket. I don't think there's a way you can say they didn't address their needs or win at the deadline or whatever kind of phrase you want to use for it. And it's one of the more well-run organizations in baseball, a la the Braves. The Houston Astros, man. Uh, you know, people had questions about catcher. Would they make the big, like, Wilson Contreras move? That didn't feel their style. That's not what they value from the catching position. They get Vasquez, man, who he's a dog. Uh, yeah. Golden Honor is buddy, too. They played together in Winter Bowl, so they know each other really, really well. I mean, it, those guys are going to figure it out back there and be fine. And then if you need to pinch run or defensive replace, those guys are going to be as interchangeable as they come if – Vasquez does get hot. You can run him out there. Same with same with Machete. Win win for them. Uh, How do you feel about the Astros? As far as you're going to face them at some point, like that's the that's your go through. Yes. How, and do you think you got good enough to be able to go through the Astros? I do. I do. I mean, I believe in baseball as a sport. I think those teams are they're neck and neck, man. I, I really do. The Astros won. Won the series this year, four to two, five, five, to, five, two. five, five, two. Um, all the games were super close. Every they, game they came close. Down to that the end. that said, Yankees basically never led in any game, and, but they were all close. And the Yankees, I, the Yankees have shown uh, their front office has changed. They, you know, we're obviously too locked in. We've made a company out of being locked into the Yankees. Um, hmm. We've, you are able to tell some of their philosophies have they changed and evolved. They clearly. They believe much more in defense this year, and that's why they got Harry Bader right at the buzzer of the deadline. That was the thing that I – he was – he's as good a center fielder as there is in the National League, maybe in baseball, works harder than anyone you've ever seen. You're going to love him. I'm excited because at, at my core, my two favorite positions in baseball are center field and third base. When someone plays those the right way, that sends me to a place uh, into another don't world. Don't talk about it. It's okay. <laughs> we'll talk about it this weekend uh harry bader uh, i'm i am so excited to see him patrol center field he's a little he's banged up right now he should be back um and the yankees move was harrison bader if he comes back in his right what he can do from inning seven through nine or a spot start in the playoffs should be more impactful than Jordan Montgomery, who's pitched a, a lot of meaningful innings for the Yankees, really well-liked guy. The surprise was, and the rumor is, that the Yankees were pretty in on Pablo Lopez to the point that they thought it was it really could happen, which would have made Montgomery expendable. Um, and that's the only tightrope that the Yankees are walking in this trade right now, is their pitching depth. You know, the Braves just got Odorizzi. You can't ha the Houston was able to sell Odorizzi because they have yeah. so many arms. If the Yankees have an injury or a hiccup uh, to two pitchers, they find themselves – September could become a not-fun month for the Yankees. So that's the risk they ran for a guy who should be a defensive replacement center fielder for them. Especially if you have trouble with either one of your two starters, then it's it might be – if, you know – that might be it for you guys, unfortunately. What, what's King's done right? Obviously, broken over. You're not coming back. Mm. How are we feeling about Chapman in the sixth and and seventh? And I'll has he accepted the role? Let's see. Let's see. He his last couple outings have been good. He was atrocious before that. I can only imagine. Again, think about what we were just talking about. The guy with the penthouse over NYC who was known as like the baddest man to throw a baseball ever. And now you're coming in the sixth inning in a blowout game uh, against against the Orioles or something. Uh, shout out to the Orioles. Um, we'll, the, we'll see, man. Clay Holmes has been a little shady lately. They did add bullpen arms. F. Ross. What do you mean shady? What do you mean? Hold on, hold on. He's not getting swings and misses. Is he not? So a lot of the control. lot of his swings and misses were based on balls. So a guy's just taking now. I think it's a little bit of that. I think a little bit of the scouting Natural report is regression. now out. Um. He's also just a little wild, which I think is probably due to usage, if, if we're being honest. Like, he's he's been heavily used this year. Um, and 
when he the reason the Yankees were able to get him in Pittsburgh, he was wild. He he was a wild pitcher. I think they told him to scrap everything but the sinker slider, throw the sinker eighty percent of the time. I think that made his control better because he had less to worry about. Um, but yeah, he's he's just and when I say he's in a little bit of a funk, the guy was having a perfect season. So right. it's not a red flag yet. It's just kind of like let's control his usage. Let's make sure he's right. Um, and then the the big guy for me in recent weeks is uh, Jonathan Loizaga and how good he was last year. He's got to get back to form. He's had a couple okay outings. So um, I I'm interested to see Zach Britton is supposed to come back at some point. So I'm a big uh, the world of baseball can send you in many ways. I think Zach Britton and Araldis Chapman flip a coin right now. I'd say one of them. I'll be excited to use come October. I'll say one of them I won't be. Sure. Um, And that's options, though. And that's the thing. I think you could probably do the same thing with a Johnny Luizaga and a Scott Efros, who they just grabbed from the Cubs, who he's got some nasty stuff. I like him. And as I keep saying, you get those guys in a Matt Blake lab and all of a sudden things can go crazy. And then especially Efros, man, he was – he got a little bit overexposed with the Cubs, I think, but his stuff is disgusting, and he can be as good against righties as I've seen anybody. And, Peter, that's the when we first bring him up, because you're like, you know, a sidewind in righties. You're expecting to see, okay, righties with the 500 OPS against him. But, yeah, he's gotten clipped by a few lefties. Better against lefties. I think it's because of the gross – he's got a gross changeup to go with it. Um, yeah. Excited. Excited to see more of him. If you didn't see it last night, you'd like it a lot. He had his Yankees debut – First batter puts a charge in one to right field, and you just see the look come over his face like, mm. no. Uh, caught at the warning track, and he lets out the big, uh, we're good. Really good. Really good. Um, so I, the Yankees, they got Frankie Montas, man. I, You know, we're, we're here. We love Jordan Montgomery. If they can go Cole Montas, we'll see where Severino is at. Um, I like Tyon for you guys. Has he been a bit scrappy lately? Or? He's been a bit scrappy lately. Um, he, he, could, he could very well find it again. He, yeah. he, he, he seems to go right on now. those like 10-start ten, ten hot streaks, and then he goes on like five-start blast streaks. So if he goes into the playoffs and he's on one of those heaters, I like him. You're right. Like That dude's not scared of anything. Um, last night was a weird one. He had four walks, and he's I think he was number two in – not walking guys, so we'll see what's going on. But that's that's why the Monty trade concerned so many Yankee fans was Tyone is a double Tommy John guy. He's still, you know, it, the innings can be concerning. Uh, Nestor Cortez Jr. has never thrown this many innings in his life. So uh, after them now, they just brought Domingo Herman, who's hated in Yankees land for multiple reasons. And also uh, that has an innings concern. He hasn't pitched a lot the last few years. And and now your your sixth starter would be Clark Schmidt, who has shown a lot of promise, and this year he's been good and has been waiting for his opportunity. So that's that's the other side of the trade, that if this is Clark Schmidt's opportunity to shine, and he does, then the Yankees time that right. Uh, but it's still a little bit of an unknown at this point. Is Schmidt in the working out of the bullpen still, or has he gone down to AAA and started – they just sent him down to make room for Efros and Trevino. And you gonna stretch him else. out down there, or they just he was he'd he been got, throwing fifty bullets the last like couple appearances, back to back saves, three inning saves for Clarkie. <clears throat> so you figure if he gets yeah. two more starts in there before he can come back up, stretch him out to like eighty, like that move, yeah. So six man rotation, and then something. you know the way Matt Carpenter's yeah, been playing the six man rotation. We talked about it yesterday. Have you ever seen it work? Go. <laughs> Not really. Okay. Not really. I, okay. I, I wonder where it evolves to. I wonder For like a one month period if, if teams start skipping starts and just like plug and play a guy instead of actually skipping it. I don't know. Yeah. I, I don't think Cole baseball's figured that out. Five Cole. I, Cole is Nestor so weird, but skipped. I love him. Um, well, he's, he's the greatest. Most intense. He he's he's so weird, mm. so weird. Do you care about any other AL East teams? Uh, I like what Baltimore's doing. I don't like the fact that they got rid of all their players and they're only two games out, three games out of wild card. But reality is set in. I'm sure. Um, Toronto just got Whit Merrifield. That's going to be did. a storyline for the week, I would imagine. <laughs> yeah. Um, yeah. So uh, no, that's about it. I'm. 
I'm surprised Toronto didn't try to figure out an Ian Happ or something like that. They got a couple guys in the pen. Ba- Can you talk about Bass from Miami? Because isn't Anthony he, Bass? He's yeah, good, he's, right? He's good, really good. Yeah, he's. Uh, I was actually teammates with him in spring training in Houston, 2014. There's not a guy in the big leagues I haven't played with, unfortunately. So uh, yeah, no, he's uh, he's really, really, really good guy. I discovered it like a lot of guys went a lot of went slider heavy, off speed heavy. Um, and then, yeah, found out that you don't have to throw fastballs. So, uh, but he's been really good for the Marlins. Yeah, they, uh, he, he's, you know, they have a little bullpen now. I mean, Romano, Garcia, Bass, Mesa, Simber, th- those guys can get you out. I, I think they've been banking on their high end talent since the start of the year that if they enter a playoff series and it's Gossman, Manoa, Barrios with the guys in their lineup. It's still so – they're all righties. Um, That's what I'm saying. They went and got Merrifield. They added another right-handed bat, and they just – have they been hitting? They haven't been hitting this year, right? I think they've they've started to go more recently. Their their hitting stats are starting to get there. Uh, Vladito had like a, a, a bad May, but those guys are starting to go. I guess none of them are like the – none of them are playing over their skis. Like everyone's kind of around where they should be, but no one's – uh, I don't. It would have been a nice. No one's thing. having like their A plus yeah. version of themselves. I read. I read something yesterday before they made any moves, saying that the there was an article comes out like there is every year right. about some team that says that they're not happy with the lack of moves and this that, and the right. other. Every time I read that, I'm like, listen, fellas, you know how you change that? Play better. Right. So they give you guys an incentive to go get some more players. Don't just blame the fact that you guys haven't played very well on the fact that you don't have the right pieces. You've got all the pieces there. Go out and do it which was the Chicago White Sox, who they didn't deserve going out and getting anyone. I do think they're about to go. They have a very easy schedule right now, and they're kind of healthy for the first time. Got what are they doing with La Russa? The guy fell asleep in the first <laughs> inning the other day. <laughs> I don't know, Pete. I really don't. You think he just went on a bender the night before and said, oh, I've just got to show up and do I this? I think he's just... Picture the, a person you would meet in society who says, hi, I'm 77 years old. Right. That's so... That's old. Like, I, I'm pretty sure I can swear we'll see where modern medicine is at. But when I'm 77, I don't think I'm going to be saying, like, I'm, I feel, I'm young. I'm locked in. I feel, mm-hmm. <laughs> I'm barely locked in now. <laughs> I don't think I'm going to be at 77. Um, do you like the Mariners? Uh-oh. It's 11 p.m. It's game time, Pete. Okay, um, anything on the Mariners? Anything else you want to get off your chest? Bit of chest hair, actually. I'm a bit yeah. need to that up a little bit, but no, apart from that, I'm glad um, you haven't. You're welcome. Uh, no, Soto getting traded was a real. I thought the Cardinals had that in the bag, but they wouldn't throw Carlson in there. So in comes AJ Prella, sweeps that up. Trade deadline was intense. Uh, I think you don't judge a trade until couple of years after obviously until you see the minor league talent that goes swapped and a lot of the time you don't ever hear about these guys again so i think i think it's exciting to see what prella did i think more gms should buy into that theory and maybe go go a little bit harder especially because there's only 14 teams that are really trying so i think uh, i think we're, we're heading in the right direction as a game from liking where we're at I think even across sports, like NBA first round picks used to be held on strong and then they they ran the analytics on it. And if you're not like a top five guy, like that's not. That's and then rely, look, at, look at the Los Angeles Rams. Like they've been trading their first round picks every year and getting bona fide studs. Worked out okay. Yeah. So I, I think that's a good, it's, I think it's a good trend in sports because that just yeah. means there's good talent being moved. Speaking of good talent making it move. Peter Moylan, uh, thank you. Uh, it's my pleasure. You know that. On short notice, you always have the spikes on. You're always ready to get a couple outs. I need to. <laughs> that's, how I, that's how I extended my career. It's be available. It's how you're wired. Um, dude, enjoy the radio call. Um, see you tonight. And I, uh, I will see you later. A uh, little teaser for some of the John Boy Media people. So, Everyone go tweet at Peter Moylan. Um, Please. Follow him. Tell me what you think about me. Unfollow him. (laughs) (laughs) Did you like this? Um, Peter, you're the best. Um, Go have a great call. See you later, big dog. Thank you. Uh, Anytime. Love. Lots of love. That was Peter Moylan. Um, Should have been at least one time all-star Peter Moylan. Uh, Go look at the stat page. He's, he's got the receipts, um, and just a, a delightful guy, delightful guy. 
Um, man, what did uh? So what what did we kind of miss there? We didn't get to the Mariners really. Yeah, um, they deserve a a discussion. Did they do anything on deadline day? They got the backup catcher. And they got Matt Boyd to eat, eat a couple innings, I guess, in September. Potentially Matt Boyd. So, hey, Luis Castillo and Matt Boyd, you got your everything the Yankees feared about, you know, some pitching depth. You've got some options there with their young guys. Just overall depth to the team. Um, and, like, you know, we, we get caught up in the deadline a lot. Sometimes we forget about trades. Trades before the year should count a little bit. Like... A, they got Carlos Santana a few weeks ago. That yeah. should that should just that count. That full counts. I was in July. Like, they traded for Eugenio Suarez and Jesse Winker before the year, which Spring I know training. doesn't count. And this year, that was, like, it would have probably it was happened tight. in January, but. So, like, guys they've brought in via trade. Adam Frazier, I'm not counting, because I think that was before the lockout, right? Was that yeah, our joke? I don't know. I don't or was know. that we, after the we lockout? Didn't, it, no, it was before the lockout, but we haven't talked about it on our show, yeah. so I don't know if it happened. Yeah. Um. Like, they, via trade, the Seattle Mariners have brought in Carlos Santana, Eugenio Suarez, Jesse Winker, Luis Castillo, and then a couple of those other pitchers we mentioned. So, I know you can't lump that, because if you're another team right now, you should be saying, like, well, we traded for a guy before the season. Um, Just what they've established, that they're going for it. And by the way, it's an underrated part of the Mariners that doesn't get discussed enough. And the Yankees got a dose of it last night. They have real arms in their bullpen. Um, Paul Seawald and what he's turned into is amazing. A lot of life back there. Andres Munoz, electric and young. Um, hmm. Guy can throw 103. He did to Aaron Judge. But I think he threw like 80% sliders last night. And the nuts part was they weren't good sliders. He was just spinning them. But because you were living in fear of the 103, he survived an inning against the Yankees. He almost didn't, uh, but you can see the clear talent. Um, Eric Swanson looked really good for them. And then Festa, Festa, Penn Murphy, Matt Brash, and they're going to have one of their guys kick to the bullpen in the playoffs, a George Kirby maybe. They've got options. They are a very real team. Um, Dude, I didn't even notice Swanson last night. Yeah, yeah. Nice little change-up on him. Um, They are a real team. It just is how do they stack up compared to the Yankees and Astros who are have been a tier above. It feels like those teams are on the collision course. It feels like the Mariners and Toronto are just like weird mirror images of each other. Mm. Really like Seattle's pitching. You really like Toronto's hitting. East Coast, West Coast, North north um both kind of just away from everyone else and then i i guess the other things we didn't talk uh talk really about with pete uh we talked about the nl central (laughs) trev's twins trevor ploof would be mad if we didn't give his twins a little more love um yeah they did a lot they got uh jorge lopez the closer who i argue is one of their their biggest threat out of the bullpen in a long time um and the guy who's probably behind him, 1B, would be Duran, who is a Wake and Jake favorite. You guys can go see the receipts from that spring training episode where me and BBD said, who the hell was that guy? Uh, that, that guy's got some life. Because it was different. Michael Fulmer, that was sneaky too, man. And Tyler Molly, arguably the third best starting pitcher to go. Yeah. You know, Twins are looking to get a playoff dub. That would be huge for that franchise. And Tyler Molly to Fulmer to Duran to Lopez is a winning playoff formula they traded for. They might have not they might have literally just got a playoff game. Not Duran, but and Sonny Gray is there. Joe Ryan's been good this year. They gave themselves some options. Their lineup is still scary. We'll see what it looks like come playoff time and who's hot. Um the twins deserve a little more love. Cubs, what is you doing, baby? I think they're one of the losers of the deadline. You know, you started dreaming of big Hap packages or Wilson Contreras. I'll say this, Texas and Hap, and it wasn't fan service or I'm looking for a quote. <clears throat> like when a couple of the when a couple of the options got ruled out, 
he was he he loves it in Chicago with the Cubs. He was very happy to stay there. Look at Wilson Contreras like skipping around the field. He likes it there. He's probably going to be a qualifying offer guy now. We'll see because that's going to be one for nineteen ish. Yeah, for a catcher. I don't know. It, I guess it it's could interesting. go either way. It's interesting. Thought it was interesting. Um, He's going to be an interesting topic this off season. Either way, it was a fun deadline. Um, yeah. A very fun deadline. Um, if you want to hear more about Hap, a new episode of the Compound out titled Ian Hap is Still a Cub. How about so, that? Not to give away. I'm guessing he expands on that. I meant to listen to it on the walkover, and I didn't walk here today. Not to give away uh, what happens in that episode. Um, and the other thing, and I, I, I think I want to do a little bit of a second half, I guess a second quarter of the show, uh, because you heard us mention it on last Wake and Jake. BBD produced it live. I want to get Erica, who helps with stats and research at John Boy Media, uh, because everyone was doing the, this might be the biggest deadline ever. And I think you'll probably hear that next trade deadline. Maybe you won't. We heard it at last year's deadline for sure. Because Juan Soto is the big thing we have to circle going into this. That Uh, one going down helps. So, um, let's just do a quick, quick past couple deadline refresher to see what crosses our mind. Last year was a big one, by the way. Yeah. Um, And, And it was described that way in real time. Trey Turner and Max Scherzer. Max Scherzer is a legendary pitcher, Hall of Fame. Like... Inner Circle Hall of Fame. Mm-hmm. You can... If, the first ballot. If you're saying, give me, like, your all-time starting five and Max Scherzer's in there, you can don't easily... Don't think anyone's batting an eye. You can easily make that argument. Trey Turner, uh, your number one fantasy pick in a lot of leagues this year, he's about to get a big old bag. Arguably, what he can do five tools and at shortstop position has a discussion for one of the top players in the leagues. He, they went to the Dodgers for a real prospect package. Uh, Gray and Ruiz are uh, with a couple other prospects. We'll see what they fully turn into. They're starting to develop and evolve. That's a really big one. That's a really big one. I'm excited to see where that lands on the pantheon of top trades at each deadline. Chris Bryant to the, to the Giants, sneaky big one. Guys won an MVP. Uh, was a pure rental of sorts. Javi Baez, a decent one. What the Braves did in general. <clears throat> Schwarber and Rizzo. Like, last yeah. year's deadline was a big one. Especially, even, like, just on a, on a name value standpoint. Like, big one. And, the, they, and there was real impact. The year before that, I mean, this one does feel a tear down. Um, 2020, so, hey. A lot of funny situations. Yeah, I mean, let's... I'll maybe move past this quick because I, that was a weird year. I think we can all agree on that. Uh, one of the big ones was Clevenger going yeah. to the Padres. Uh, he kind of instantly got hurt, which took the air out of that a little bit. We really haven't seen him since. But. Starling Marte went to the Marlins, who didn't end up making the playoffs, so that one felt a little down. Uh, Marlins did. Oh, that's 2020. right, 2020. They won, the, they won the Wild Excuse me, Cubs they won the series. Cubs series, right? I think so. Yeah. Um, so excuse me. Sorry. Uh, sorry, fish. Um, Padres got Austin Nola. Yeah. I mean, Cameron yeah. Mabin for Zach Short. Robbie Ray to the Jays, which in real time, it didn't, he wasn't, that wasn't that. He wasn't this Robbie Ray again. He was having a bad time. So weird He's year. He's having a big bad time. Um, let's see. 2019, Zach Grinky. That was the one at, at the, the deadline buzzer. we were live for. That was funny. Um, the Zach Allen Jazz Chisholm one, that's a funny one. Wow. Trevor Bauer to the Reds, yeah. that was a big deal. That was a big deal at the time. Stroman to the Mets, yeah. that and Bauer were the same. Those were kind of the they first were... year and a half trade deadline. Not the first, obviously. But like the first time we were like, oh, this is what teams look for. It was the first time that it seemed like... That's front, the most value you can get. Front offices realized it's worthwhile to get that year-and-a-half value instead of pure rental value. And, and teams looking to trade guys realizing that's when you like sh- should make a decision on someone. So let's see. Bauer, Stroman, Granke, a lot of arms. The Gallon Jazz Chisholm, you don't really know what to do. I mean, or, I still think... Like, in, like way early, the Yankees got Edwin. 
So name value. I, I still think 2021 probably has that one beat. I'd give 2021 the edge. The year before that uh, was the Manny Machado um, trade to the Dodgers. That was a big deal. Big rental. Guys on a Hall of Fame career path. Um, Kevin Gossman and Darren O'Day before he was Kevin o- Kevin Gossman, if we're being honest. Yeah. Um, let's see. Yankees did a bunch of Escobar stuff. to the D-backs. Jonathan Scope. <clears throat> Uh, Zach Britton to the Yankees. This feels light. I, uh, Blue Jays sent Steve Pierce to Boston, which ended up being ended up very impactful. impactful, but I don't think uh, that, yeah. one, Manny too. that one feels a little mid. Um, and you know I don't like using that word. Yeah. See, there's a lot of moves, just, yeah. Yeah. Uh, 2017, you Darvish. Um, this is a big one. You Darvish was a big one. Uh him, he goes to the Dodgers. We kind of know how that story ends in 2017. Quintana for Eloy Jimenez and Dylan Cease. When you're doing, did guys get, did you get burnt by prospects? The Cubs, man. Chapman and Glaber. Yeah. But Quintana had a, had a lot of control left. You know? Yeah. It was, it was, that was the thought. Yeah. Um, Sonny Gray to the Yankees. That was the thing. The Yankees got Todd Frazier, D-Rob, and Canely. Um Let's see. J.D. Martinez went to the D-backs at the time. I don't know. I don't know what to do with that one. I I still think Scherzer-Turner, I I think the headline of that gets that one beat. Uh, Let's see. 16, Andrew Miller, the Clint Clint Frazier, uh, Justice Sheffield trade. How about that? Carlos Beltran. This was the deadline the Yankees traded, so that felt unique. Chapman to the clubs for Glaber Torres. Well, and yeah, as Erica noted, I mean, Andrew Miller. I mean, when you're talking about impactful deadlines, Andrew Miller, what he did for the the Indians at the time, yeah. now the Guardians. Like everyone knew, in baseball knew he was as, as good a reliever as you'll get. And then but, Chapman to the Cubs on the yeah. other side of it. So those were, those were impactful. Um, let's see, Rich Hill, Felipe Vasquez. Um so yeah, I mean significant reliever deadline, but but that doesn't have the big. The last big two have do still have that beat. Uh, Cole Hamels from the Phillies to the Rangers the year before that. Uh, ben Zobrist, that's significant. Ioannis Cespedes, that was big. That was big. Johnny Cueto, Johnny Cueto to the Royals, who yeah, helps them big. win the World Series in 2015. Cespedes dragged the Mets there. That's significant. Um, 2014, the first year of the second wild card. Um, There was notably, um, teams thought there wouldn't be a lot of action because of that, because there was more teams involved in the race. Uh, uh, The Yoenna Cespedes trade the year before that. That was John Lester, the A's in Cespedes, which ended up kind of tanking the A's a little bit. Because um, he was so impactful in the middle of that lineup. John Lackey, Mitch Haniger for Gerardo Parra. Ooh. Yeah, I don't I think I'm I think I'm good on that yeah. deadline. Uh twenty thirteen known as a weird one. Not a lot of guys on the block. That's a good label. <laughs> Jake Arietta and Pedro Strop, Jake P. And, and they weren't that. Alfonso Soriano. A lot of guys at at the end of their primes and and then the year prime. year before that Zach Grinky again Nate Avaldi before he was kind of really Nate Avaldi um, for Hanley Ramirez who was Hanley Ramirez at the time yeah, the big the, Adrian the Gonzalez parts, uh, the big Adrian Gonzalez Carl Crawford Josh Beckett that was a big trade that was a very that big was trade big. that yeah. was a massive trade and like a historic trade so Ichiro I hate to do recent. And I don't think it's recency bias. I guess you guys, maybe I should try to lead the comments more. I guess kind of let me know where you'd rank them. But I I feel like in recent years. These last two, definitely. I think these last two are, I I think have a pretty easy argument for one and two. Like Like as far as like in real time, like knowing what you're getting and like name value and. I mean, last like we have Kyle Hendricks in the Ryan Dempster trade, but that wasn't a known quantity. Last year, two trades that we barely mentioned are Schwarber to the Red Sox, who 
think about who he is and what he was doing during that time period. He was hurt when he came over. And Anthony Rizzo to the Yankees, like, that's an all-time Cubs guy that went over to the Yankees. Uh, I guess Gallo trade was also. Yeah, in which, real time. Which should have been a little more significant. So, maybe the trade deadline uh, has gotten better in recent years. I think there's a pretty good argument for that. I think there's a really good yeah. argument for that. It seems like every year there was the one that was like, oh, yeah, that was like the story of the deadline. But, yeah, it feels like we've gotten a bunch. That, that These last two. Adrian Gonzalez, Carl Crawford, the Red Sox stumped to the Dodgers. That was yeah, that was huge at the time. Adrian Gonzalez is one of those guys that sneaky comes up on, if you start butter knifing stats. He had, like, one of the better eight-year <laughs> runs. Good. He, he's not each, good. Each year going to the Yankees, a big one. 2012, noteworthy. Not good. He's fabulous. Um. I think that is most of this episode, or or at least for sports. I know football, training camp, basketball has been quiet for a little bit. It it was baseball time, and we've covered it all around here, talking baseball everywhere. Uh, We'll do some quick comments of the day and bro of the night. Uh, The subs are up to 6.66, so the devil's number. So if you hate the devil, subscribe. Either leave it or don't. Um, you know, like, let's not live in the middle here. Let's keep it there forever or would appreciate if you subscribe and bake the algorithm, hit the like button, share with a friend, listen. It's always good. Uh, listening to Peter Moylan. I'll say that. Um, let's see. Justin Latini, MLB calling Levi Stout, the Mariners number five prospect really screwed with people's heads. He is at best in the 10 to 15 range. Ooh. Um, Noel V. Marte has a lot of potential. Uh, I'll say uh, our uh, Farm to Fame tweeted it out. Noel V. Marte had a, had a highlight play, his first uh, minor league game in the Red Zorg, so that's nice. Did you get a laugh over there, BBD? Have you seen uh, Boone is, has been talking or was talking 20 minutes ago? Uh, had a quote. This is an Andy Martino tweet. Yankees manager Aaron Boone referred to last night's game as a four-hour Johnson. And Joe's quote tweeted it, uh, A-yo. <laughs> <laughs> that does sound like something Joe's would tweet. It does sound like something Joe's would tweet. Uh, CJ Cable uh, left a couple comments. He said, Giants feel like sellers, and he was talking about maybe the Yankees and the Giants. Did the Giants sell? They got rid of Casal. They didn't do Casale. Rodon or Jock, right? Yeah, Jock is the only one they arguably, like, Absolutely should have because Rodon could just stick around. They're they're a team. Them and the Red Sox. We didn't talk about the Sox with Peter. They retooled. We'll see if it means anything. They ended up getting the Hosmer uh, scrap pile from the Soto deal, which that's funny in hindsight. Um, we'll see. I I didn't hate it for the Red Sox besides the Vasquez part of it. If you told me that the Red Sox, because their lineup on paper when Devers comes back. Would have been, uh, well, and Story's still out, and I don't think he's coming back soon, so second pace is still a gap. But let me throw a story in there for now, just for schlitz and giggles. Vasquez, Hosmer, Story, Bogarts, Devers, Fam, Duran, or whoever they want to put out there, Duran or JBJ, and then Verdugo goes to right field with J.D. Martinez at DH. That's... It's very much a real line. That's dudes up and down the lineup. Um, and there's heart and soul stuff with Vasquez. Like, I think that oh. one, if you were going to half sell and retool, I would not have done that guy. Like They they allegedly still think they're going to re-sign him in free agency. We'll see how much he wants to now. Sure, but I mean, if, if you were going to retool for this year, I just don't know if what you got for Vasquez is, is ever going to be yeah. worth it. Plus, just like... Just like catcher stuff, like it's right. I mean, it changes changes how your team works, um, like pitching, hitting, everything. And then CJ Cable also said, "Love the focus on Bill Russell. He and Bird are the only two guys you'd have a debate for the basketball slot on Boston's Mount Rushmore, which is crazy for such a storied franchise." Um, you know, Ortiz, Pedro, Williams, Yaz, uh, in baseball 
circles. If you if you had to pick one of those guys, I think that's a fun Boston sports conversation. Yeah. Uh, Bill Russell's uh, all time. I was you, you guys know I listen to Rosillo. I I only I got a little bit of it in, but he opened with a Bill Russell story, and he said Bill Russell never did interviews. Like never did is kind of a signature of his. Never never did interviews. He was lucky enough to do one one time. It was for a memorabilia thing in like '03, um, and they were the the host was teeing up Bill Russell, and he was like, you know, eleven time champion, you know, blah blah blah. And Bill Russell cut him off in the introduction. He goes, "Just introduce me as the Celtics captain." And hmm. like, if you're a Boston sports fan, that's that's the stuff awesome. that makes it move. Um, so, an absolute legend. Uh, thank you guys for leaving comments. Uh, leave some on today's episode. Tell us what you really think about Peter Moylan after you tweeted at him. Um, and then, I hate to do this on back-to-back episodes, but the bro of the night, someone you should be talking about, another sad one, uh, Vince Scully. How about that, going to bed last night? Um, talk about baseball Mount Rushmore, guys. Um, if you're doing media or broadcasters or however you want to label it, um, and you know what the other thing that was cool about Vin Scully? Um, obviously not a Dodgers fan, so don't have the full appreciation of it as a lot of them do. Vin Scully, sometimes sometimes when people get old, which we all do, father time is undefeated, you know, they, they make their appearances and you're like, oh, you know, good, good like old guy joke. You know, yeah, you, you are kind of old now. Vin Scully, whenever he was, he was in front of the mic still, he was... He was good. Like, he was still, he was, I don't, I don't want to say he was cracking Jakey jokes because that's rude to him and, pro- and probably me, but Vin, Vin was good. He's all time. That's kind of, that's kind of all you can say. He's like um, consensus. He's, he's one of the, he's one of the three best announcers. Ever. Goat. I talk about opening my goat museum one day, like Vin he's Scully, no brainer. So that's a uh, first cool. ballot. Sorry to not tee you up again, BBD. Yeah. Yeah. That's Tough. fine. Tough. Um, I'll lighten the mood a little bit. I'm going to our Nats. Mm. Well, give a little brother night. Shout out to Joey Manessis. Yeah. You see this? Yeah, I did. Hear about this thing? I did, actually. 30 years old, MLB debut, in the minors for, I don't know, a decade. And uh, finally debuts homers for his first hit. That's always cool. I'm a sucker for any of the longtime minor league guys, as mu- as many people are. It's not a unique take to me. Sure. Um, so yeah, that's that was cool. And the Nats needed something, and they win. They win on Degrom Day. Degrom. Not, in the, not in Degrom's part. I sent Jolly a rude meme last night. Degrom came back. It's a crazy, yeah. crazy part of the deadline. Looked good. Casual 102. Uh, yeah, Joey Manassas, Manassas, or however you say the name, uh, is very close uh, to the guy who owns Billy's now. Like, almost the exact same name. Hmm. Um, so I sent it to him, and I thought that was funny. Um, there's one letter off. There's one letter off. Um, so that cracked me up a little bit. Um, all right, people. I think we need to wrap it up. I... Uh, Having 11.30, so uh, we are doing something fun this weekend. If you're in tune with John Boy Media, you may know. If not, you'll probably know by the end of the weekend. Um, besides that, go check out Warehouse Games. Uh, BBD and the Ice Boys mm. were Monday. You may have watched that. You may know the result. If you don't, you need to watch. It's an awesome game. Awesome game. And all the floorball games have been incredible. New one coming out mm. tomorrow. Wormburner's debut. Wormburner's against right? Forgotten Rotten. <laughs> that doesn't put lead in your pencil. I... And uh, and there's a little matchup. I forgot on about Monday. That. I forgot about that. Um, genuinely, people, I know I, part of my job is to mention our stuff. The floorball is incredible. Uh, also, Compound got mentioned before. Ian Happ, a guy that was supposed to get traded. Apparently not, and that's the title of the episode. Farm to Fame, talking about some prospect packages. Peter Moylan, Kelsey Winger, Matty Mass, one of the best combos this company has. Mm. Talking baseball, we did a couple. We did a Soto Live reaction. We did an episode after that. John Boy Morning and all the stuff on AMP. 
Go check all of that out. Talking Yanks, obviously highs and lows yesterday. The Monty one, probably an all-time weird pod for us. Um, check out everything on the John Boy Media Network. Anything Joe's does. Ashlyn's great. Love her. Um, you guys are the best. Enjoy your weekend. We will see you back here Monday. Just another Manic Monday. Fake it.